What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! to catch another flight the apple bottom make them want to bite i just want to have a good night i just want to have a good night hold up if you don't know <laughs> now you know if you broke then you gotta let him go you could have anybody any mighty mo because when you were boss you could do what you want because girls is players too yeah girls is players too keep it player baby girls is player too bitches getting money all around the world and girls as players too hello and welcome everybody <laughs> to another installment of the tvs sports podcast and we big and we big and we big and we big yeah because girls is players too uh, yeah, yeah, cause girls is players too. Keep it playing, baby. Back again. Cause girls is players too. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, that came out to the uh, Chicago show this oh past weekend. Oh, my goodness. Barn burner. It's crazy. It was better than I thought it was going to be, and I thought it was going to be really good. We tore the roof down. Yeah, it was... Uh, Off. <laughs> they extended the capacity. It was a sellout. Like, I think maybe it's... I'm guessing it's like 250 cap, but then they like right. blew the back wall out. And yeah. They just let people pull up off the street. There was like a line of cars. There was someone ready with a PA system outside to <laughs> amplify the audio. Special guests in the house. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was there. Uh... Lupe Fiasco came out and yes. gave us like he, he passed the torch of Chicago hip hop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last, I don't know. That's showing my age. He's like the last Chicago guy to make it. No, not at all. Who's the like the Chance. most recent? It was much more recent That's than that. What I'm saying, I'm retarded. Chance was there. Yes, Chance popped out. That was it. <laughs> he brought uh, hats with threes on them for us. Yeah. He took the uh, the torch Lupe gave him and middleman it over to us there. Right. So we are now that's you know, why the, the newly crowned there. kings of Chicago hip hop. It was a really memorable night. The torch bearing. Uh, we played every album front to back, starting with like Spooky every Language. album ever recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Beatles albums, uh, uh, White Snake albums, Koi Leroy. Leroy. What's her all, name? All What's this them. lady's name? Couldn't tell you. Oh, what else? So we. Uh, we sold one T-shirt, which was weird. We had the whole city come out, and nobody really. We played. Um, <laughs> Trans Siberian Orchestra came out, and they backed us up. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Yep, yep. What else? What else? Memorable night. Elon Musk uh, took a rocket ship to be in attendance. Right. My mom he went gave to space me... and came back just to check, catch our show. Yeah. Uh, what about your mom? She gave me a lap dance on stage. Remember that? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say herpes. Remember that? <laughs> my mom gave me something. No, no, no. I gave my mom herpes. Get it right. Oh, gosh. So if you can't tell, it's a pre-record. We have no idea how the show went. We hope all that stuff happened. You blew it! Shout out, Chance. Shout out, Lupe. Shout out, Elon. Yes. Shout out, Terms Mom. Shout out... It was uh, a packed show. Lupe, the janitor from our <laughs> elementary school. Right. He was there. Duck. 
Mr. Dude, Duck who, was there. Who was it that stole Lupe's? Do you remember this? No. Oh, it's probably I think, someone in your grade. No, I, I think it was, I think I know. It was Nacho. I think Nacho. Nacho didn't go to Tarkington. It doesn't matter. We skated there all the time. Yes, we, we did. We were there, and because yes, Lu- we were. Lupe was the uh, custodian. Yes, he was at our elementary school, and so the, he his car would be there on days when no one was there because he would like come in and clean up on even Saturdays. Janitors don't take days off. Yeah, <laughs> janitor doesn't take a vacation. And uh, one day, I remember Nacho. I'm pretty sure it was him. I feel ter- terrible if it wasn't because he like Sorry. went in his car and like stole the tapes. Out of his out of his tape deck or something like pulled you know you pull the celluloid. What do you why? Because uh, we were shitheads. What are you gonna do that? I don't know. Us we probably told him to. Yeah. We were too pussy to do it ourselves. Like why, Nacho. Why did Brian Kenneman light the jungle gym on fire? Yeah, I, I'm Just the one. Who, I'm the one who uh, snitched on him. When Brian, this is like a fourth grade memory. Damn, bro. Me and Chris Mueller rode our Huffy bikes to the aquatic center. Chris Mueller, wow. <laughs> yeah, let's go back. We're strolling. There was a climbing wall at the old. Yeah, I didn't light the playground. whole jungle gym on fire. Could have spread. Those wood chips are like. It was a wood playground, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the climbing wall, which uh, honestly was like the best part. Yeah. So we were, yeah, we were. He was older than us, so he was probably at the age of like fire just lighting shit on fire was like the only way to have fun we were still at the age of like climbing the climbing wall was fun (laughs) so that thing went up and i was like i saw it uh i live so close to the elementary school like i could see the playground from whatever like 200 feet away right through the bushes he may have passed literally passed the torch (laughs) and and started my pyro days so yeah brian lit the um i didn't know who it was at the time i just saw the the climbing wall on fire and found out later it was another buddy of ours who I believe was lighting puzzle pieces on fire. Classic. One at a time. Just that was how you had fun back in the day. Next thing you know, the whole playground goes up. Um, I always bring a puzzle when I go camping. Seeing a big fire at the school, I ran in and told mommy. Right. And then mommy called the police. I mean, that's not snitching. No, that's what you're supposed to do. To it's like, holy a shit. fire is not snitching. Yeah, the, the yard to at where Brian I go To say did it. I didn't know. I didn't know that for weeks. Yeah, well, you didn't snitch. Um, you're a good boy. Snitching now, though. Uh so anyways, that's not the only time like in our childhood that that exact area of the fucking playground got lit on fire either. Sean Pam totally like sprayed lighter fluid all over dead grass. Mm-hmm. And I probably condoned it. He was like my mischievous partner in crime. We would do a lot of really terrible things together as right. a kid. Um, Sean was the little <laughs> red devil on your shoulder. And then, yeah, we all like, it's like, oh shit, it's on fire. So then we all run away. And I remember your current roommate, Danny, had a broken leg at the time. And like we all just left him, mm-hmm. and he had to like slowly right. crutch himself away from a burning playground. We kind of did him dirty. This I remember. I was there. Yeah, yeah. We used to light that school on fire all the time. I got huge into fire. I feel like I've said this on this show. I used to like, uh, I would get a spray-on washable hair dye from Party City. Yeah, and I would uh, wear a beanie, and I'd go in my bathroom. <laughs> I'd spray it all over the beanie, and I'd light it on, light my head on fire. The beanie. And then flick the lights off and then just like look in the mirror and be like, cool. That's how you, is there like, <laughs> is there an area where people grow up? Like maybe we, we weren't in the, I don't know. Is there like a community where kids don't just all love doing terrible shit? Like throwing firecrackers in a dumpster was like the most fun thing we could think of doing for right. years. <clears throat> and then it got, and then it turned into drugs and then drugs plus fire, which was a great phase. Oh yeah. It's the best phase. <laughs> um, it reminds me of the show this past weekend. The roof was on fire. It was... Uh... Right. That's why we had to raise it. <laughs> uh, what else? How's everybody doing out there? This fine St. Patrick's Day week? I just saw some guy go on some long spiel about how St. Patrick's Day is really about 
some guy who genocided a bunch of people in in the Ireland. <laughs> no, you got it. I'm doing a bad job at this. And well, people like they do this with these holidays a lot. Where it's like, actually, you know, if you look back historically, it's it's about this guy who went to this place and he, you know, rid them of the serpents. The serpents are like uh, the Protestants or whatever. Lost me already. Go ahead. Pagans, maybe. Either way, he's saying that hundreds of years ago, originally, a bunch of people were killed off. Because they weren't religious enough or whatever. Right. In it was St. Patrick in and the Garden of Eden with a candlestick. That's why they, they celebrate it. I mean, what holiday is supposed to... What holiday even honors the what it was... Do we celebrate Jesus' fucking birth right? Christmas? No, it's like you make a ham and then you, you, you celebrate corporate greed. Just because people once celebrated this bad thing on that day... Why can't people like still celebrate Irish Pride on March? 17th? I think that's how you should. That's what holidays should be, right? It's, you know, you make it's the not like tragedy. If you drink green beer on March seventeenth. You're secretly celebrating the genocide of those. I didn't know about those people. Yeah. I'm celebrating. We changed it. Tragedy plus time equals holiday. People you take know? we changed it and they turn it into like you're being duped to celebrate something evil. People no, just, I'm not. Misery loves company. They're just like I wanna. All I wanna do today is remember. Yeah, no genocide. No, I'm not. Rem- I'm not celebrating that. I'm celebrating <laughs> Irish heritage, and yeah. I'm not even Irish. I'm getting drunk to forget exactly. genocide. I don't want to <laughs> yes. remember it. It's actually. I don't want to rip that bandit off. It's like uh, you fucking every like throughout the history of humankind. I think it's safe to say that an atrocity has happened on every single day. Yeah. So everyone's birthday, you're celebrating an atrocity. I used to think about that all the time when I would ride uh, the L train from, you know, college back home or something, and you're just sitting on the train, the elevated train, looking out. And I'm just like, I used to look at everywhere and think like, people died there. People died right there. Whether it was like a, a bar where there was a notable historical massacre or something, which it wasn't, but I, or, or just like thinking like, well, before society, Indians, they all died there. It's like Chicago and Milwaukee. They're all named after the people that died everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I feel like that's just also a morbid like uh, realm of stonerism. I would fall into on the fucking trains home, yeah. just looking around and being like, "God, I bet a bunch of people died there." And then I read a story once. I remember that I think started this mentality. It was about cops like beating the shit out of somebody. It might have been fatal. Like they accidentally, a cop accidentally killed somebody. But I think they just kicked the shit out of somebody across from Lazo's Tacos. Yeah. In Logan. Uh-huh. And I was looking at the parking lot there and I was like, well, before this was a parking lot, like blood was spilled here. It had to have been. Like history didn't start 90 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, is, the earth is, is there really a blade big, of though. grass on this fucking land that yes. <laughs> didn't grow from the, the bloody genocide before? Yeah. It? The earth is really big. Yeah. Um, so the Oscars were this past week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you uh, yeah. said you were looking everywhere at everything all at once. Right. One best picture. And it was nothing but death. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite message of that movie. Um, yeah, do you do you want to goof or do you want to actually predict, like see how right you were? Since you, I know you have been paying attention to Oscar shit. To no, me, I'll be no like... No, I haven't. <laughs> nuh no. Seriously, let's see. Let's do a prediction round and just do whatever, the big five categories. Okay, I was just talking when I got here. I was just talking to my brother. That's why I think you would have an informed opinion. You have been discussing matters, actually. I've seen a few movies. I recently watched Everything Everywhere all at once again because my roommate hadn't seen it. And yeah. it's really good. I really do like it. It's a great movie. It just seems too wacky to be a Best Picture winner. Well, they're, they're flipping the script. They're like fighting with dildos at one point, which my brother said was his least favorite part. 
Liar. Corny. That's what he would say. That's like somebody, like people who are like really, really homophobic. It's like, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother loved that scene. Okay. <laughs> My brother's gay. <laughs> no, it's just like, I get it. Uh, it's not like shocking. That's what's tricky about a movie like that, especially if it does win everything or best picture even. It's like, yeah, it might be the silliest movie ever to win best picture. Well, hands down, if it won, it's the silliest or does that have to be a ever. Does that have to be an off-putting thing? Or not, can it not, be good that the, the awards are evolving to like open up to things because normally you, you could predict what type of movie would win just by seeing it. oh Nomadland yeah this movie sucks it'll win best picture like, did I'd it like, win? I, yes I'd like it if that wasn't the case Yeah, you know what I mean like yeah surprise me I didn't think you were even gonna when I watched that movie uh, everywhere everything everywhere right. it was like I liked it a lot but I didn't expect a double digit amount of Oscar nominations so now I'm like damn now I need to watch it again to see like because i think we're almost, i just i was just having a fun time watching a fun movie not yeah. thinking about why it was really really i think to notable. a degree we're conditioned to if a movie is that fun to just like this isn't uh made for oscars they're not they're not going to award something like as silly as this yeah uh okay so with like raccoon and everything it's wacky it's fucking it's goofy it's out there actor in a leading role so i think um they're going to pull a fast one and they're going to give best picture to Top Gun because Top Gun was hands down pleased the most moviegoers this year. Steven Spielberg last week said that Tom Cruise single-handedly saved Hollywood's ass. Oh, so this is how they pay him back for saving their ass. Well, I think he mainly meant like uh, the theater industry. He's not nominated for acting though at all, is he? No, but he's one of the producers. So this, gotcha. if, if oh he would accept the award. If Top Gun wins, Tom Cruise gets an Oscar, just like uh, Brad Pitt got one for Twelve Years a Slave. Okay, I I get that too because that's sort of what the Grammys and the Oscars feel like they've turned into. Is more so, or a lot of times it feels like an acknowledgement of. I mean, they've always like, been like that. Well, the the highest grossing, you know, oh, like what the top ten like Billboard a, hits, where it's like, no, I thought we were like looking at the art more than just the numbers. Right, I thought you were gonna say like awarding a career. Um, you know, like Paul Newman won the Oscar for The Verdict. Most people would say that's not his best performance, but it was at a point where they were like, you know what? He's put in his time. Art Carney uh, beat Al Pacino for The Godfather. I think most people would watch Harry and Tonto and The Godfather and they'd say Al Pacino was better, but Art Carney is an old man. He'd given his whole career to, you know, historical television, uh, The Honeymooners and shit. So they gave it to him. They do that all the time. Well, I'm going to go with what my gut would normally tell me, not in this new world Oscars, but I would say Banshees of Inishir, and off the half of them I've seen. For picture? Yeah. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind if everything ever were all at Much like Nomadland, which I didn't like, and I did like Banshees, but it, it, it feels like a movie that's like art and has a message and it's like and it's beautifully executed and the acting is really good as well. It's just like this heartbreaking agree. story with some humor in it. It was just yeah. like... A, I feel like that's what I would expect to win. But you're pulling the the 180, the reverse psychology, Top Gun, Saved Hollywood, highest grossing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll do a tally uh, in the future. See who, who won more between you and me. So there's our best picture guess. You're saying Banshees. I'm saying Top Gun. Yep. And I, and I still think it'll probably be everywhere, everything, everywhere. I keep saying it fucking backwards. Uh, that one. Yeah. Um, the title is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. What about... Uh, actor, actress. Now, I told you I could also see them pulling a fast one and giving it to Colin Farrell instead of Brendan Fraser, who everyone thinks is the shoe in. I haven't even seen The Whale, and I'm thinking Brendan Fraser. 
Um, of course, he's he's the shoe in. He's uh, the guy who got this fucking fifteen minute standing O and everything. It'll probably be Brendan Fraser. I wouldn't be shocked if they gave it to Colin Farrell. And I would kind of prefer they give it to Colin Farrell. I thought his performance had more range. He's not relying on a fat suit. But is that your final answer? Colin Farrell, best no, no, actor, no, no, final no, no. answer. No, no, no. Brendan Fraser, final answer. Well, now we're both going with Brendan Fraser. That's not a fun one. Okay, so we we're going to have a match or two. Okay. It's all right. Um, <clears throat> best I'm actress? I'm going to go with Colin Farrell. Okay. We can't pick the same thing. <laughs> All right, best actress. Uh, I think they're going to give it to Michelle Yeoh. Is that how you say her name? Yeoh. Uh, yeah. I thought Kate Blanchett, I mean, I'm kind of biased with Kate Blanchett. I think she's like the best actress working, one of them. Um, <coughs> I'm going to say Michelle Yeoh, though. Um, well, then I'm going to have to not say that and go with my girl, Anna DeArmas. Nice. Haven't seen the movie, heard it was bad and nominated for Razzies. Yes. But- I'll give, I give her my heart, my vote. I love, I love. <laughs> Andrew Dominic, who made that movie, and I just can't get myself to sit down and watch it. Uh, supporting actor, supporting actress, and then we can move on from this. Supporting actor, I'm going to go with uh, the dude from The Goonies. I don't know how to say his name. What movie is that? Everything Everywhere. Oh, okay. Goonies guy. Uh, K-Hugh Kwan? Juan? Yeah, yeah. You know. I would love that to one. see Data win Best Supporting Actor. Who else is up? This guy kind of looks like... Uh, all right, never mind. I was, was going to be racist. I was going to say Jackie Chan, but I was like, Asian, Asian. You were going to say the donger, weren't you? But he looks like him. <laughs> like It looks like Jackie Chan put on glasses for a role. I'm Your your laptop is like kind of uh, askew, and yeah. I'm like six, seven feet away. I ho- I totally agree. It looks... This picture, picture anyway, this is like, I didn't... This isn't the same guy. Yeah, you, you accidentally typed Jackie Chan. Um. All right, well, I'm going to go with... Uh, Who else is there? Actually? Brendan Gleeson. You got Judd Hirsch, right, for the Fablemans. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry for you know what? Causeway. I didn't see that movie. Uh, I wanted to watch it. I saw years ago, um, what's it called? Something about Beale Street, the guy who did Moonlight. Yeah, I saw it was that. his follow-up movie. And it really bored me. Regina King won an Oscar for it, which I thought was probably unnecessary. Um, and he was in that movie, and I thought he was hands down the best part of it. Uh, so I know he's a great actor. Well, we got our votes in. I'm going Brendan Gleeson. You're going Everything Everywhere or I'm gonna Brian go Henry? with Data. Okay. And actress in a supporting role. It's probably going to go to... Uh, Angela Bassett? Yes. All right. Well, I can't pick that. So I don't, I heard, I don't recognize the other names. Um, I haven't seen... Uh, I've heard Angela Bassett like act her ass off in Black Panther 2. Hmm. So wait, is is the chick Hong Xiao from The Whale good? Should I vote for her? You tell me who to vote for. It's her performance is very minimal. I didn't think she's she's not going to win an Oscar. I'm going with Stephanie Sue. Is everything, everything everywhere at once? Yeah. Probably. Going. You know her. what? No, shut that up. It would be such a no, slap in the t- face. Stop letting me say, and then you go, yeah, I'm going to go with that too. I'm not going to go with that to too. I'm trying to say it would be a slap in the face to Angela Bassett, which is why they're not going to do it. Fair enough. I'm going to disrespect a black woman like that. <laughs> I got jabbed. Uh, all right. Well, there they are. I'll, uh, I already forgot every guest, but I'll look it up when this comes out. And we'll, uh, director we'll will be the Everything Everywhere All at Once, guys. For sure. Probably screenplay. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's enough of that. All Quiet, best uh, foreign film. <laughs> right, of course. Uh, all right. 
Well, let's do let's do an obit or a highly rec or both, and then we have uh, we have something special in mind. We found a couple of extra songs that um, Term and I recorded uh, many moons ago when we were in high school, as we like to call it, high school. Uh, and normally, when our friend Dylan would come on the show, we would <laughs> revisit a lot of those with him because he's sort of like he's sort of the buffer, you know. When we listen to that old bullshit, it's just like it feels. I don't know. We don't have to sit here in misery as much when Dylan's with us, but we might have to go yeah. through that this week, and we'll try and do one on this side, and then we we'll might do another one on Patreon, depending on how uh, painful it is over here. So, in the meantime. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. Kind-hearted, in quotes, Georgia man dragged to death by accident while cleaning up after Super Bowl 2023. Yeah, we forgot this one. They suppressed the story. Sean Eugene Lee, 44, was helping move a tent at a parking lot near State Farm Stadium when the industrial accident occurred, according to police in Glendale, Arizona. Yeah, go on. This sounds pretty horrific. Uh, police said Lee was wearing a safety harness that was attached to the UTV. Another man began driving the vehicle, quote, without any knowledge that Lee's harness was attached, according to the release. Lee was subsequently pulled from the tent and dragged by the UTV, unbeknownst, in quotes, to the driver. Um, the Georgia man eventually died of injuries he uh, sustained during the accident. <sighs> Lee's niece said her uncle was a sweet man who loved sports, especially football, very kind-hearted, loved and respected everyone. Uh, he was a huge Georgia Bulldogs baseball and football fan, loved to fish and be outdoors. It's um, pretty, <laughs> pretty... You got nothing for this, do I you? don't. All right, great. <laughs> you want a shot? Yeah. All right. That's the point, right? Yeah, well, I'm doing sober parched March. Poor guy. It's I'm, not March yet. I know. But like, can't believe it you. is in the context of the pre-record. So I don't think I can do this. Unbelievable! It's gonna make it seem like I didn't, you know, go sober this week. Even though I did drink, I'm gonna go ahead and predict that I had some drinks at the show on Saturday. Yeah, what does it? What does this even mean? Seem like it's gonna be. Dude, You're not doing. When it. we hit record, it's like we we enter a time machine. Okay, <laughs> we're mid March right now, which means I'm parched. If I take a shot right now. Like, I'll drink with you after the episode because it's not March yet. That's how it makes sense in my head. Yeah, that's even more <laughs> retarded. Because I'm here today. We're going to hang out. Probably order some food. Hope so. Food? Watch a, a, a movie or something. A movie. I'm going to go watch a movie. <laughs> Let's see if we can just say a thing and then find the movie reference to say it again. That's how my head works. I've said <laughs> that's it. why no one listens to this show. It, it makes me sick. I don't know. I'm, I'm conflicted. It's not March yet, technically, but I'm going to give myself the one freebie. I was going to give myself one freebie for the, the Martyrs show. Mm-hmm. I guess that's still the case. Come on, just pour, pour yourself a shot. You got to make this uh, this obit worth it. We I was, fuck the obit. I was just thinking of, of the, <laughs> the song we're about to listen to. I might need something to take the edge off. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to start highly recommended while I pour these since that went nowhere. <laughs> 
recommended. R.I.P. Sean Eugene Lee. We hardly knew you. Come on. This week's highly recommended album comes from the one and only Talib Kweli with the one and only High Tech. They are Reflection Eternal and the album is Train of Thought. That's an old song of ours, Train of Thought. Should we do that one today? It's going to be way better than the other one, Yeah, but it's still going to be... Yeah, dude, I don't know exactly which song we're going to do after this, but I previewed 20 seconds of one. Cringe, dude. It's Word. Word. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Reynolds, because they plastic rap. Change my name to Saranda Reynolds, then I'll rap them. Love this album. Love it a lot. Um, song two, Move Something, is one of my favorites. It's got a great uh, intro from... This is Nelson Mandela. Can you believe they got Nelson Mandela on their album? I represent Johannesburg, South Africa. No. Hold on. South African my, impression. This is, my, this is my cue. Out. Hold on, go back. I listen to this is Nelson Mandela. This is Nelson Mandela. They got. I did this. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun they, fact. they hired me for this when I was ten years old. <laughs> I represent Johannesburg. I represent Johannesburg. Keep going. South African. Uh, that's my thing. South Africa. When I'm in Africa chilling out, I listen to Talib Kweli. In Africa, chilling out, I listen to Talib Kweli. I'm just saying, they could have got anybody. It's not that hard. South African, now that I can do it pretty well, it's not that hard. You know and DJ High Tech Reflection. That right there is him. Eternal. Yeah. Steve Chappelle. Yo, Tom, we celebrating. <laughs> Get your brother in here. No, it's not. Your glass this up. It's ridiculous. A million percent. It's fucking ridiculous. Dave Chappelle's a great man. <laughs> <laughs> My Chappelle's slipping. You know. Yo, this goes out to everybody. I would say he does Nelson Mandela as well as I do Trevor Noah. Like, we're both not knocking mm. it out the park. Right. Shut up, dude. Mine's as good as his. <laughs> Chicago Sun-Times writer Kayla Kyle said that with a flurry of metaphors and below the basement underground beats, this train is on the right track. This disproves that Quali is a deep-thinking, gifted MC and high-tech is an emerging wax master. Here's a shot. Give me that. I threw it over my shoulder. Archie's looking it up. I ain't drinking that shit. It's Parch March. Even Rolling Stone didn't shit on this album. <laughs> Saying that the rare, socially aware hip-hop record that can get fists pumping in a rowdy nightclub. Bam, bam. Which I credit to High Tech's production. I fucking love High Tech. 
I used to listen to a lot of high tech and quality, a lot of high tech mixtapes. Used to write a lot of raps to high tech beats. Yeah, same. I mean, that was like when we lived together, and that was the whole mode of what we were doing was writing to beats that the verses we wrote never ended up on. They were just mixtape, yeah, whatever. Jada really, Kiss instrumentals. Really got to get back to writing raps to classic hip hop beats. Well, it helps to have the stash. Like if if this beat inspires something, and then you write something off it, like you ain't got to record it to this. Now you got you've got a stashed verse for when the right you know other beat comes around and be like, I don't have a. We used to just have a stash. Right. It used to just be like we had verses, and then when we got a beat, it's like, oh, I'll find a verse for it because I have like eleven sitting in my rhyme book right now because I just write to anything. Now I like wait for the right beat and then struggle to write the right thing exactly. for that. And there's never a stash. It's always just like this. I don't know. This steady motion forward instead of kind of uh, putting shit in the vault. Right. Gotta we get, need a vault. Get back to stashing. Uh, move something. Song two kicks major balls. Uh, song. Five, this means you probably yeah, it's one the of my best favorites. on the album. Uh love the way they do the hook. A little offbeat. A lot of great features on this album. This one features most deaf. So within Reflection Eternal, you got the black I mean you got the black star. Thank you very much. Without further ado, let me introduce the rest of my crew. I am the worry now. Verb, adjective, adverb, pronoun. I also found a lot of great um, sample sources for this album. So this song in particular, this sample is from the band Redbone. What's that song? It's an intro song to Bill Burr's show. The intro what to is that? What's uh, that song? Guardians of the Galaxy. Same song. Hey, yeah. hey. Well, they sampled uh, Redbone's Clouds in My Sunshine. Sick. Turns into... Sometimes you gotta be direct with the video. Like, Come on. Yo. Man, that's cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's what we bring. Man, that's cool. Major album highlight is Down for the right, Count. Lennox Lewis. Featuring oh, yeah. Raw Digger and X to the Z. Lennox Lewis? Stage Chappelle. Yes, yeah, not. Lennox Lewis? Are you crazy? Big up. Big up. It's ridiculous. Big up. God, I can only say one word like that. Not a mercy. <laughs> yeah. Check it out Damn, dude. This takes me back. Do, 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 do. We got to do on the podcast one day, we got to do like a top 10 list one, two, three, of like four. hardest hip hop songs ever. This could this could be in it, you know? For sure. Every, everything remains raw. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's two. Eight more. Woo! Somebody once told me early on in our career that I sound like Raw Digger. Is that a compliment or a diss? Beatboxy. I took it as a compliment. Yeah. Raw Digger's dope. I think I've said this before, but I was uh, I hung out with this dude. I did like video work for him, and this is back in the the early early <laughs> shitty days of Ordinary right. Dogs rap. And I showed him uh, Beautiful Disaster, Ugh. and he was being nice and be like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> 
hey, good song. Oh, yeah, but yeah. then your verse came on, and he was like, and I say, as my friend Seth, he's like, Seth? And I was like, yeah, he's like, sound like a female. You mean Beth? <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four. Rock the whole world like the Rolling Stones When I look back, honestly, that line like doesn't hold up to me. It A lot sounds of quality, so shoehorned. When I look back yeah. on it, doesn't sound as dope to me as it did back then when it was influencing me. And he does shoehorn. That's it. Your wax set is faker than a bomb threat by a nervous terrorist who's also nervous that his palms... Like, he really really yeah. crams it in there. Yeah. But he always fits it. Yeah, yeah. He always fits it. And I can't deny the inspiration that he had on me. Yeah. And the same thing with, like, this is more modern, but, like, when 2 chains, I love when he'll do, like, a four bar beat drop and just like go all over the place he goes to the moon and back with right. the flow like, went to hell went to jail went to banahana came back went to it's like what are you doing and then somehow the beat comes back in and it's back on it's perfect like, it's pretty sick somehow it's perfect it's pretty sick urban folklore like Jim Morrison. We, we break on through take on you that's a good line never even caught that back in the day before we care about you whatever he said before i get your take on me we take on you right that's good shit that's pretty sweet i've become a minimalist in my appreciation <laughs> of raps like back in the day i'd be like oh did you hear that nervous terror voice is so nervous that his palms sweat right and now it's just like a little flip before i want your take on me i'll take on you I'll be like, oh, ooh, i never caught that one <laughs> that's fun now the best line of the song is coming up it's not even close and it belongs to X to the Z infected with leprosy why the fuck can't MC's MC no more hardcore till somebody put me under the ground with a dick in your ear still couldn't fuck with my sound game over Shut it off. Hardcore till somebody put me under the ground with a dick in your ear still couldn't fuck with my sound. Yeah! What? That's good shit. God damn it, that's cool. I love X to the Z. Yeah, you're like uh, David Duchovny and you people. Am I? That's his thing. You wouldn't get it. I haven't seen it. That'd be the one part of the movie you'd appreciate. Would I? Yeah. I haven't seen it. (laughs) That's him overcompensating for his whiteness with the cool black chick. It's just like, oh, I love X to the Z. He just keeps making he exhibit says that? references. Though his whole character is exhibit references. I love D to You're the You're gonna watch now. Duke. <laughs> um, D to the Dukes. Uh, it's and hard I, to follow this. That's gotta be the, the last highlight from the album. And last but not least, you know what probably the best song, but it's not on the album. I sent you the remix. Hands down the remix is better. Oh, you're talking okay. Because it's got air. I was gonna say if it's not on the album, what are we talking about? I mean, the song's on the album, but it doesn't have Erica on the album. It's called The Blast. What the hell is going on in the industry? Don't the people want to chill with me? Talk about it every time with me. Dum 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 da dum da. It's the BKMC. Quality. 
rhymes is found in the veins of the ghetto folks who surrounded with pain. Going to clubs, drowning the liquor that's surrounding their brain. Wanna be thugs when every record got them sounding the same. Never since I first came to put it down in this game. These people can't quite get their tongues around my name. All to the good, I'm still the same with the without the fame. But I'm saying the way they got my shit pronounced it the shame. First part is Arabic, Tali. I mean, the student or the seeker. I never tried to be no teacher on the priest. Another fucking awesome thing about Talib Kweli. It's his name literally means truth seeker. Yeah. Do you know what your name means? I know that Seth is a biblical name. Um, I don't know exactly who he was in the Bible. So no. And I know that like Set in like Egyptian cultures and shit is like a god of thunder and death Seth or something. Seth was like yeah, devil. Um, so I'm a, I'm a devil. For one, <laughs> so I'm a devil, and then Zamost is a city on the border of Poland and Russia. Hmm. Seth, boy, Hebrew, biblical name from the Hebrew meaning placed or appointed. That's the that's the quick uh, result, and is associated with the teachings of the Torah. Hmm. What's my name mean? So it's Z A M O S C. It's a city in Poland. And it borders Russia. I guess there's a river between the two. And I rented a movie years ago, and the guy who checked me out uh, at the movie said, uh, "You just looked at your butt when you left." Checked me out at the movie. <laughs> this is how I said that. The cashier at the movie rental place. The guy who checked me out at the movie <laughs> said, "I'm gay." Apparently, that Zamos means to cross to the other side of that river or the other side of that bridge. Yeah, well, I got you beat because um, mine's also from the Hebrew Matiyahu, and it means gift of God. So go fuck yourself. It's got to be. Devil's way cooler than that. Yeah, you're the opposite of a gift of God. You're the scourge of the earth. The bane of God's existence. <laughs> so we're like a, a natural duo. I was born in the dark. That's why we work so well. You merely adopted it. I'm yin. You're yang. Right. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. The album is Train of Thought. The artists are High Tech and Talib Kweli, and they go by Mommy. Reflection Eternal. Mommy. All right. Like a blast from a double babashati, it's got to be High Tech and Kweli. Well, now that we got that out of the way. Hell um, yeah, dude. I... Make way for some real tunes. This is going to be tough. The uh, First of all, it's tough to choose one because I have like, I think there's, there's probably more than four, but I have at least four songs that I'm pretty sure we didn't listen to with Dylan. So we'll start there. I was also, I wanted to make it more of um, a bit in the future, listening to uh, old, old songs of ours, but it doesn't have to be the oldest songs of ours, even early Palmer Square stuff and just sort of like revisiting shit that's 10, 12 years old. Yeah, Train of Thought. The 09 mixtape is fucking almost 15 years old at this so, point, which is crazy. Something tells me Train of Thought's not that bad. It's not. That's crazy. Like you you pulled up something earlier. You you previewed a song that was way after high school, but before Spooky Language. High and it, school. It was like, it was too good to even bring to the show because I was hearing it like, yeah. It's like on, a, I think, a Patreon episode a few weeks ago or something. We played about. Yeah with Red Shades off right. of one of those mixtapes. And we were like, oh, shit, this is going to be brutal. And we listened to it like, actually, surprisingly not bad. You know, um, this, this is going to be bad. Um, 
So there's this one. <laughs> I listened to like fucking 20 seconds of it. What's this one called? It's called Me, 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 Me. Me, 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 Me. Um, I don't know if that's what it's actually called too. There was a period where like songs got lost and found again and you like retitled some whatever. Right. I don't think that's what we called this song, but who it knows was, what it might have just been uploaded from a burnt CD. So they were all just track one, track two. Uh, so let's let's get into it. Me, 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 me. We're fun. Right, We're funny, funny guys. Funny guys. A couple of funny guys. We established from the jump that we don't take ourselves too seriously. Listen to this beat, too. Whatever what this is. What is this? It's just ran through a filter. On GarageBand. Real long buildup, too. A lot of swoosh swoosh. You are a piece of pop collars with the dudes that drop knowledge and cop scholarships. Hotter than enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> Where the dudes that drop ships Drop scholarships. Hotter than enchiladas. En- that's me trying to be MF Doom, too. You know, fill them in tomorrow. Kilimanjaro. Hotter than enchiladas. Scholarships. Enchilada dips. Just an extra syllable. Dips. I said hotter than enchilada dips. Guy who's never had enchiladas. You are the piece of pop collars with the dudes that drop knowledge and cop scholarships. Hotter than enchilada dips. You gotta rip mics to pieces. Don't take our rhymes too seriously. We'll teach you how to <laughs> Don't take our rhymes too seriously. Ooh, I'm over 45. <laughs> I realize I'm, I'm no spring chicken. chicken. Cause all of our shit is absurd. Just two kids from the suburbs who puff earth on That's not bad. Shit is what? absurd. Some kids from the suburbs who puff herb who are unheard of. Word. <laughs> Stinks. So on a plane with mom and dad. Couldn't find a pad, so I wrote it on a vomit bag. Always thinking, cut the blunt with my fingernail. But yo, yo, wait up, have the shit for pops and bring the scale. Known to pick a beat like a. So you used to sell weed to your dad? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? There. But first line, not that bad. What was your first line? I wrote this on the plane with mom and dad. Couldn't find a pad, so I wrote it on the vomit bag. That's a good line. Lyrically, that's better than anything I just said. It's the delivery that's just crazy, dude. Right. It's like we put this out. Like we showed this to people at a certain point. We were like, I was like nine song, years old, though. If I spit the same lines now, it'd sound way cooler. But what did you say? You were just like, but wait, yo, 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 pops. <laughs> what did you do? Um, Wait, that was the fucking bridge between verse to verse unheard, unheard of. of. Unbelievable. Our shit is absurd. Just two kids from the suburbs who puff earth. Unheard of. I wrote this verse on a plane with mom and dad. Couldn't find a pad, so I wrote it on a vomit bag. Always thinking, cut the blunt with my fingernail. But yo, yo, wait up, have the shit for pops and bring the scale. Known to pick a beat like a booger. Food is so sweet, looks like leaf and sugar. My Trying to do this mix master act. He's like, I'm just going to put a little whoosh over here, and then like a Lift your matches, told him bring some matches and quit the cabbage patch kids. Let's have a little fun in the dungeon. Make the wrong grab, get stabbed like spongin'. He strolled long buildings with clear tops on which he drink his teardrops, but just to make his tears stop. And once his nerves settled down, he pedaled. Why did I get four bars and you're just snapping? Because I snapped. Going dog. on for 20. I mean, I'm going to. I imagine I come back. Clearly, but you had nothing to offer and I had everything. No, you saved the best for last. <laughs> I was like, let's put all this shit. I'll set you up unheard of and I'll be back for more. I'm. I'm uh, I can hear clearly. MF Doom. My obsession with MF Doom. Obsessed. In this verse. This is when you were obsessed with, obsessed with Talib Kweli as well, but it's like, I don't hear it. 
There were early songs of ours where I would hear that in your style. Usually when I would write in these days, every verse I would pick someone to be emulating, not everyone, all at once, everything, everywhere, <laughs> which is kind of like how you form your own style over a decade. Yeah. Pieces of quality, pieces of doom, pieces of black thought, pieces of Elzai, pieces of things I've picked up everywhere until they're kind. it's kind of just all these little pieces don't even resemble pieces of them anymore put together they resemble me it's just crazy how much like practice makes perfect that that whole thing you know like yeah because looking i'm thinking about music right now that uh, we're working on that's unreleased you know my unreleased shit make my new shit sound whack my new shit like <laughs> makes my old shit sound like we should have never continued rapping though like uh i just think it's crazy how like much progress we've been able to make for how like how much this sounds like we should have never kept going, right. you know? Cause at the time we were just like, we weren't even like, eh, this is my, I don't know. I haven't found my style yet. Like I just know we felt confident about it at the time. That's what's weird to me. It's not just that it sucks now. It sucked then, but, but then we were like going to school with CDs. Yo, Eddie, Freddie, Mike, Ben, it is Nick. Interesting we were just how giving this out to friends. Like our confidence peaked about to blow your mind before we had any capability. Yeah, and now like I really think we're working on some of the best music we've ever made, and I still like and at this point and I, I like, hate myself <laughs> can't show it to someone without like looking at the floor. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's see where this goes next. And once his nerves settle down, he pedal in the town to meet the sensei with the metal frown. What the crown bring to this? Yeah, if you said that line like this, it would be MFM. <laughs> Did you say villain? Yeah. Did you say villain? Yeah. Like you were the villain? 100%. I was. I think I'm talking about... Did you about, record this on Halloween? I were you think, wearing your metal face mask? I think I'm talking about him being like my mentor. What, did, what was the word? I said after he settled down, he pedaled into town to meet his sensei with the metal frown. I'm saying like MF Doom is my my mentor. And he's not happy about what he hears out of you because the, the I don't remember I didn't, his metal is frowning. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> what the last line there was. Something about him peeping inside and falling in head first. Villain peeked inside his lines. Peeped, and shit, he fell in head first. Peeped inside his lines. Oh, like he looked at my my notebook. Peeked or the peeped. vomit bag. We're splitting hairs here, dude. Same thing. He looked in there. He looked in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I just took Psych 101. <laughs> Still, whatever. Mm. It's good. It's better than I just, I'm having some Voss, if you ask good, me. This is going to be an exercise for me. I'm going to have to sit here and go, Okay, I'll nope. take that. I'll take the compliments instead of being like, you're wrong, I suck. The recording, the delivery, the production, all that does not sound better than I'm having some boss, but the writing, uh, I already forgot what you said. What'd they you try say? to battle us. That'll be the day they stimulate my hypothalamus. I like that more. Does that even make sense, though? Isn't the hypothalamus control like... Who uh, cares? All right, fair <laughs> enough, I'll take it. You know what? Thanks. I am pretty good. Jerry! Shout out Term on the ad lib. <laughs> gonna make you fans Okay, okay, back up. You know we will show What was I doing, three. dude? I'm doing this thing from the first chunk where I was just like, 
puff herb in the suburbs unheard of. Did you say? What is this thing where I say of as part of the rhyme? I'll leave a little space and then be like, they never heard of. Oh, D, the ordinary dogs. I'm like, I'm not a fan of that. I lost that in my style completely. He's, I don't ever set up like a half a, a sentence or pause mid word. You said to continue it on beat one. Od will use those three to show. Did you say show the? Probably, dude. Look, play I'm again. rewinding. Play again. Then a signature fortune handcuff. While I master my domain, more so than Jerry! Still not great, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I like the That's the best part. The thought behind the lines. I just didn't do anything great with them. Like what did I say? Like sloppier than a signature forged in handcuffs. Like I like where my head was at. George Costanza, and then obviously it's it's like a talking about forced trying to force words to rhyme with George Costanza is like what I'm doing, but still like dog on that reflection forged in handcuffs. So just like I don't know, like I like that, but my delivery is shit. It's a setup. I'm just like, what what can I say about a signature that you write while handcuffed? It's probably sloppy. You guys are sloppier than that. I wanted to. um, It's pretty surface level. When I when I chose reflection eternal, I wanted to. now I can't remember the song name. It's Twice in a Lifetime, I think, and it's on the Black Star, Black Star album. album. Yeah. So I was confused, and I was like, trying to. I was going through the album, like, where's that fucking song? Because I thought that was part of this, and that's something else I wanted to recommend. And then I saw it's on Black Star. So my favorite part is uh, Wordsworth. He goes, um, "In a rhyme bout, you'll dial nine just to get a line out." Right. It's one of my favorite lines ever. I don't know if a kid today would even understand that. Do kids these days even know what <laughs> dialing nine means? Yeah. Um. But right after that, he says something about uh, chemicals injected in gerbils. Wordsworth, quality, high tech, reflection, eternal. That's injected retarded. in gerbils. Yes, re- reject, injected. Wow. <laughs> in gerbils. Excuse me. <laughs> me. You suck. <laughs> chemicals me. injected in gerbils. Is a, that's that's a, that's that's what he rhymes with George Costanza signature you, so, that I forced in handcuffs. Yeah, to me. That's a hip hop ass line right there. You should be proud. That's what we're trying to say. Jerry, that's a hip hop ass ad lib, dude. <laughs> Stand up. This bonanza is gonna make you fans of OD. Stinks. Show the. No, we will show the those three. Show the. What's, what? Are the, what three? It's funny. Uh, did I say? Did I list three things right before that? I don't know. A bonanza. Well, you know, I've said before though how like. There's a test sometimes when I'm when I'm writing something and I, I think it sounds whack. Is like, could I say it in conversation and not shudder at how douchey it is? Like when you were splitting the eighth for your dad, but yo yo yo, yeah, <laughs> but yo yo, um, would I say that in conversation? Half this shit's for pops, so bring the scale. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just imagine being like, no, um, we go by OD. You know we will show thee. Those That's three. Hilarious. Those three what? Thee. You know we will show thee. Ye olden douche. <laughs> <laughs> Old ye. Oh, I'm back to the There you go. Splitting flows in three stanzas. I still don't get it. Maybe I tuned out there. Hold on. I'll edit this. Split okay, now I heard it. I those guess. three Split and flows in three stanzas. Yeah. Bonanza. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show thee these three stanzas. It's like, all right, we got it. You just told us that. And I'm just like, hey, look, I split this verse into three chunks. I will show you these three chunks. 
I will blow these chunks. Splitting flows in three stanzas. Stand up. This bonanza's gonna make you fans of OG. You know we will show thee those three. Hopefully, homies go G. Holy moly. Hopefully, homies go G. Holy moly. It, it, it stinks. <laughs> yeah, allow me. <laughs> Fellas got away like camping and shit. Guess they just got sick of suckers flapping their lips. If it existed, they'd win the rap championship. Old dog shining brighter than a lamp when it's lit. Oh. I remember I was hyped on that line. I remember I was hyped when I wrote that and I rhymed championship shine brighter than a lamp when it's lit. I could probably picture myself saying that now with different rhymes around it and a completely different level of execution that yeah. I've worked for. Since I don't know what year this was made, 2006, you know? God, we're getting old. We leaving bitches slapping their clips. I know we geniuses, so yo, pass me the split. Sort of lie like a track ever? in the sky. Why try? You got that oh, D. Oh, D. We leaving bitches slapping their clips. Guy who doesn't know where a clit is. Sort of lie like a crack in the sky. Why try? He got that look back in his eye. Like to rap movies, but don't rewind them. Pull the beat behind him, tease it, yo. Remind him of the shit like, don't pick it up. No matter who calls, all it's gonna get you is a wicked case of blue balls. Nerve rack like moving old zillas. And watch out for gorillas sleeping on your throat pillars. Why? Is that something you dealt with as a kid? Gorillas sleeping on your throw pillars? That's something I thought MF Doom would say. Watch out for gorillas sleeping, sleeping on the throw pillars. Is that not sound like something MF Doom would say? Yeah, except for the part where it's dope. I'm like that guy doing Action Bronson on TikTok. Oh my God. You're jealous. You talking to me? <laughs> yeah, you're jealous. I'm, bro. I'm embarrassed for him. You're jealous of me and that guy. What are you even saying <laughs> to me right now? Somebody sent me I'm that. Agitating. Dude. Uh, I'm a provocateur. Because now everything you can't just like make a joke anymore. Like yeah, somebody ripped us you, off. You have on to. It has to be a full blown skit that's just overacted. And yeah, some dude is you know he's playing both sides of the door jam. He's goes you know he's he's doing the engineer thing on one side or he's Action Bronson in the lab <coughs> oh, on one terrible. side and the other side he comes in he's just like yo Action Bronson let's write a, a new song today and he's like I don't know what to say. And then he's just like, why don't you, why don't you rhyme about being in a car and having some food and throw in some weed references or right. something? And then this dude proceeds to he play. He is the SNL to our. <laughs> See if I can find it, because, eh, I guess it's not worth it. <laughs> Fucking who cares? <laughs> the, my point is, my impression is so much better. It's so much better. You know? he, his is long-winded. the Charlie in the Lamborghini. His is like way more complicated than that. When that's all you need. Whipping up Linguini in the Maserati. Yeah, that's like that's the impression. He sounds nothing like him. He doesn't try to write a verse like Action Brown. Action. Br okay, I'll move on. Al Qaeda need to back me up with the locale he keep a paper clip on him in case the time for a roach clip on him. But then like, wait, that's my cue. Who everybody heard of perfection on the view. The fuck was that? Whoa. What happened? I thought the fucking microphone shorted. Just more filter uh, goofing. Literally just like clapping to the beat with a giant twang right. filter on it. Man. We were not good. I wish I could find. I don't know who sent me that. I don't. I wouldn't know how to find it. 
Would you know how to find shitty action Bronson? One second. Mm. That ain't it. That ain't it, cuh. That ain't it, cuh. Okay, I found it. Hell yeah. Here's here here's the guy took like my whole bit, which is just like food plus car equals action bronson verse. What's up, man? I'm having trouble writing the song. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Why don't you try reminiscing a bit? Name drop a celebrity or two, talk about cool places you've been, and throw some food in there. <gasps> Put the beat on! You can't see like it's a it's visual. such a long way to go for the joke when all you have to do for the joke is eat linguine in the Lamborghini, Master Choli in the Maserati. You don't have to put on a costume. You don't have to record a sketch. You don't have to write a whole sixteen. It just seems like he wrote his own verse and like and put like ten percent of like the 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 in a champagne glass like whatever the Bronson steez is on it. Just wasn't him. I'm offended by this, but meanwhile, that's probably got like a hundred thousand views. Also, just a lot of people sharing it. It's hard. With me. Hard for us to get past the. It's not a good impression. You're recording, and you a can't see that they're, they're cutting back and forth from like the guy in the doorway, like it's the same guy doing white boy dances, like "Ooh yeah, this is the new joint," and then like the rapper guy. I don't know. It's just like so produced. When the whole joke, it's it's two words, yeah, linguini. Lamborghini. <laughs> That's the whole joke, dude. It doesn't need to be a fucking film shoot, you know? No, it's fucking embarrassing. So, yeah. I'm not jealous of him. Fucking asshole is my point. He's jealous of me. That's why he stole that and put it on the internet. You sound pretty jealous. I kind of do. You sound pretty hurt. <laughs> um, well, I guess that was the end. We just let it ride out for another minute and a half? It's a long, long ride out. It's not a minute and a half. It's, it's over. Man. Well, I thought that would be more fun. It's nice to see how far we've came, you know? It's pretty fun. And I don't have as much faith in doing another song on the Patreon. It just bums me out, dude. But like I said, there would be no Palmer Squares. There would be no like music that the listeners are fans of. Without that, OD, I will show thee those three. Yeah, we had to um like that's how <laughs> that's how we got to where we are now. I guess it should be like a you have to crank a good out lesson. shit to find the fucking gem. Unbelievable. Um, well, anyways, I, I went on Instagram to see if anybody wants to ask a fan question. Oh yeah, so did I. For this week, how do I find that messages? Here we go. I'll even set it up. Let's go. It's time for fan questions. It's time for fan questions. DPS report. Ah, uh, let's see. Do you ever deal with imposter syndrome, musically speaking? Yeah, of we're impersonating MF Doom for like the first five <laughs> years of our of course. trying this. Is that what that means? Just like, or just like uh, as to dorks in what's supposed to be like the hip-hop scene do we feel like imposters that's how i take absolutely it. Uh, let's always see what, have feels like i always will what does imposter syndrome feel like imposter syndrome also called perceived fraudulence involves feelings of self-doubt yep and personal incompetence check that persist despite your education experience and accomplishments absolutely yeah i'm i'm 
That's our. That's Palmer Square's walking, one. talking imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> To encounter these, I'm sorry, to counter these feelings, you might end up working harder and holding yourself to even higher standards. Absolutely. I never, like, I don't dig labels, man. I work. I've never used that term, but that perfectly describes how I feel. I work less hard and just hate myself more. (laughs) No, I I definitely, like, try to overcorrect and I overthink. When I'm working on verses now, I listen to the difference of inflection of one word. Archie, shut up. Archie! (laughs) Um, yeah, I get pretty critical of myself and I've always yeah. been that way. Yeah. Great podcasting. Let's yell for the dog. Archie. Um, it says, how do you, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do you ever deal with it? So it's like, apparently not. We just have it. We have the symptoms of it. We're self-diagnosed imposters. It's like asking Michael J. Fox if he ever deals with Parkinson's. <laughs> He's like, he it's just, my identity. It's, it's a living torture. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's why when we talk about MGK and shit and it's just like, does he ever leave stage thinking like, fuck, like I, that wasn't my best performance. I really fumbled that or am I, what my heart wasn't in it tonight. is my face red. No, he probably leaves and he's just like, nailed it. Every time. Suck my deck. Every single night. <laughs> and that's what you kind of need to be. Breaks need, a glass over his head. It doesn't hurt to be a superstar to like really feel like you're like Kanye West, you know, he's got to be the opposite. He, he feels like a god he feels like the second coming of something like he's just that's that's his whole yeezus he puts it out there whether he's fronting or not that's how it feels it's like this guy's ego is through the roof and it's got to be part of the reason he got to where he got before all the hitler stuff absolutely (laughs) and probably even including the hitler stuff absolutely he's just like i could say anything and i believe it too it's like all right take it easy dude but like yeah i guess uh (laughs) good question uh, another one here from Ross. Do your personalities ever clash? Have the Palmer Squares ever broken up? Well, I'm the devil. <laughs> and you're a god. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely we, polar opposites. We are yinning and yanging. Um, have never, we ever broken up? We've never broken up. Should we today? We've gotten into fights that maybe in the moment felt like we were, we were going to break up. Yeah, but it's been really a long time. I feel like every time we got into some serious feeling They're clash. Few and, few and far between. But yeah, and I feel like they were all pre like uh doing it fully independent. Like back in the stank face days and stuff. Back when we thought we had people like kind of um moving the pieces that were us on the chessboard. Right. You know? Like People that were involved, they had their hands in our business and stuff like that, and we were kind of deferring, and we would send offers to management, and we weren't dealing with it. Like The fact that we did get fucked over and just had to kind of start from absolute scratch, in fact, take a loss and start from negative 10. Without a doubt, like tightened our our bond. Because I feel like both of us realized like it's, uh, it's only up to the two of us. Any success we ever get, from here on out especially, is like... We have to do it, you know? Like, if we need album art made, it's like, we got to do it, or we got to hire somebody to do it. We can't let somebody else who isn't us, you know, use some of our money to pick somebody that we didn't approve to yeah. submit art. And that's kind of where things were getting. They were getting all over the place. And we were just like, people would show us stuff. Because, again, people in, like, I don't know, managerial positions would try to, would try to play their hand. And I'll take care of this. And then they would be, I'd be like, you're not us. You don't fucking get it. You don't know what we're looking for. 
You know what I mean? And then I'm not saying that's what we would disagree on. It's like we hardly know what we're looking for. So how could you know what I'm looking for? I wonder if part of that, I wonder if that's part of it. Like back then, I think both of us to different extents just wanted, wanted other people to handle shit. And then like when it wouldn't happen, me and you would be like, well, what the fuck? But it wasn't even our fault. I think that's, you know, most likely uh, contributes to why it's such a prevalent thing in this industry is uh, uh, maybe it has to do with genres. Yeah. But at least in our like demographic and our world at that age, we're like we're in college. We like just moved to a big city and we're making music and stuff. All that was on our minds is having fun. Yeah. You know, getting high. I got Labatt Blues and fucking Dos Amigos burritos to eat. I can't be being bothered with work trying stuff. to get my wiener touched. Yeah. Um so to us like managing the the money and like any sort of business end of it was always like if I could be 100% hands-off in that category, then I gladly will be. Unfortunately, when you're that young and, and that's that your attitude... to let it go. And yeah, that's your attitude. You're welcoming someone in to come take advantage yeah. and, and steal your money. And that's exactly what happened. Um, but no, I feel like anytime, Like, there's been times that we've clashed and disagreed and, like, downright got mad at one another or something. But it was never a breakup. If anything, it was like... A, a temporary like a brief pause there isn't much of a safety net in place and we're yet to experience anything that's been like so dramatic that we even have to think about that yeah you know um it's always been like uh it's always been abundantly clear in any of the little riffs we've had that like well look there's nothing below us so let's not take this too far yeah a lot of life lessons this week on the show like, you know, keep at it. Don't give up. You'll get much better. You got to put your 10,000 hours in. Right. Before you, know? you start hauling away the tent, make sure no one is strapped <laughs> to it still. Um, and yeah, especially with like personal and business relationships, Palmer Squares are both. Like we we have both of them. Both so of it's them? like you got to, um, I don't know, manage your expectations. For me, that's something I struggle with. I talked a few weeks ago about like just struggling with patience on a Patreon episode and like how... It's like, it's all on me. All I got to do is just chill and I should, that should help me feel better. But I always want it like now, whatever it is. Like sometimes I'm like inspired to work on a song, but it's, but there's, you know, we don't, the beat's still in production. It's only like a little uh, draft, a skeleton. And we don't want to record on that yet because it's not full. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait any longer because I just want to make it now. It's like, chill the fuck out. And I feel that way about like, pull up a high tag instrument. Why I'm not a better cook. Same BPM. Um, but it's just like I, sometimes I'm not patient. Better cook. Like, I'm hungry now, so I'll make like food, and it's not as good as it should be because I didn't take the time. It's just like just scramble the egg and eat it. I need the sustenance. Yeah, I'm very impatient. Uh, so yeah, I've, I, that's something I've worked on for fucking years, and to try and like quell my temper. But yeah, dude, I shouldn't be folding a t-shirt. This is a true story. This happened this week. I shouldn't be <laughs> folding my laundry, and then like like I fold it shitty the first time you ever like fold a t-shirt and it's like this this ain't it yep. the fuck and then you undo it I and my, my first instinct which it was shouldn't be to be like fucking cocksucker faggot like that's where my head was at and I was like slow down you're being a cunt yeah no one even was around I was just like it's like why am I feeling this way it's like I should have folded it right the first time no need to <laughs> scream slurs at the shirt yeah that's what I did <laughs> no I've been there I told you this week uh, we both have issues <laughs> With our the corn album, I do. Um, I have a hockey temper. I get it from my dad, and I grew up with my an older brother who had one too. Yeah, like unhappy Gilmore. And 
you know, I told you like last week, I woke. I was awake for less than five minutes, maybe. Uh, recently, I've been waking up and putting on uh, records, like you know, just easy listening type of shit, some like soft jazz or whatever. And this day, I I changed a record, so I took one that was already on the player and I took it off to put on another one. And then I'm trying to put this record back into the sleeve. Oh, that'll get you. And how the the paper inside the sleeve will like bunch up sometimes. Yeah. I've been awake for three, four, maybe minutes. <laughs> that, that's my most volatile time, which is the thing I'm working on. It's yeah. like, don't, why do I wake up in a bad mood? That, you can't start your day like that. And I, and same thing. I, go, I, I ripped the paper out from the sleeve, and I crumpled it up in a ball and threw it across the Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like taking a breath. Uh, it's embarrassing. Uh, I embarrassed myself. I'm home alone. I was, gonna, I was just about to ask, was your roommate home to hear I that? thought he was. For like 10 minutes, I convinced myself that he had been because a door down the hall was closed. And I was like, I swear the door was open yeah. last night. He wasn't there. Um, <laughs> but still, regardless, I was just like, that helps. Seeing that like, oh shit, I think Danny's home. Then it really sinks in. You're like, what the fuck is right. wrong with what, you, That's dude? another thing. Like about like, like a baby. So you I, couldn't get the record. Just put the record down. Would I, do, would I act like this right now if anybody, stranger or best friend, were watching me? Like no. Exactly. So it's like when you said about rapping, like you, you look at the line from a different context. Like would I ever say what i speak like this casually or like even write a verse like this does this sound like me or does this sound like hey yo 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 hey yo pops in them you know that's a those are important questions to ask yourself it's just like is when this I, me am i being me or am i just being a shithead i told you i went and saw the oscar animated shorts and uh it was at the music box which the main theater at the music box has 600 seats it's a big room and i pulled up and I wasn't expecting, but I pull up and there's a line outside the music box. It's like a hundred people. And my first instinct, I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I go, Wait, why? I go stand in the line for two minutes crowded. and I'm like, what are you mad about? <laughs> I'll, it took four minutes in line. They immediately started filing in. The, everyone in line had already paid for their tickets. There's 600 yeah. seats. It's not like you're not going to have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just embarrassing to myself. And same thing. I'm like, if there was a passenger in the car, you wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Why? Well, why do why you, you have do to react that way, you fucking child? The the worst is behind the it's wheel. Because my dad. My dad did it. My whole childhood. Driving us somewhere. Every red light, he'd punch the steering wheel. Motherfucker! Yeah. So it's just in me. <laughs> even, even though it's like, so what? That's why We're not constantly late. shadow boxing everywhere he goes. <laughs> He's just picturing a steering wheel. Just chilling, <laughs> chilling my nerves. Um, another thing I do is when I walk Archie, this happens specifically in the winter. I think it's probably the temperature, just moisture in the air when it's warm, it's easier, but it'll take a shit. And then I got the little poop bag roll, right? right. And I'll rip a poop bag. And then like finding the, like when the, you're at the grocery store in the, the vegetable split. aisle, hmm? like when you pull one of those oh, little yeah, bags yeah. And, you, and you're trying to find how to open it. And I got to like rub the tip tick and I'm rubbing the sides, try to just to separate the two yeah. halves. If to there open was no one in the grocery store, I'd smash every cantaloupe. <laughs> I'd fucking go, I'd go nuts. I'd go Gallagher. On that <laughs> I place. would go fucking wild. <laughs> but like that happened today walking and it happens all the time. I'm just like, it bothers me too because he'll take a shit and then what he does is he does that, I dig my paws into the ground and start kicking mud and leaves and it was just raining all day yesterday. So it's like, he's making himself filthy. Yeah. So And that's in the time when I'm trying to like squeeze the bag open. I wish I could just scoop the shit, shit up real quick and then we could walk away. Yeah, do that and before, now while you, before you leave the apartment. I, I never know if he's going to shit. So while yeah. he starts shitting, that's when I start it. And dude, 
Even if it took him, let's just say it took him 30 seconds to shit. That's a Jared Leto band. It's <laughs> <laughs> the real name. Um, it's like, even that's not enough time. So, and I can't believe how long it's taking me to separate the opening in the bag. And I'm just, I'm getting pissed, dude. And I like, I'll look around. I'll be like, I'm in, I'm in public technically. I'm outside right now. I can't be shithead me folding the t-shirt for cocksucker. Um, it's hard. Yeah, it was it's hard out here for pimps. Speaking of hard out, let's uh, let's wrap up and go over to Patreon and do. We got more. We did a. Uh, people are doing us pretty solid with these Instagram questions. Are they? Because so. I put out a feeler and I got dick. Well, there's more followers on the Squares page, dude. And this was my feeler. It was my dick. What? I took a picture of my. It's cock. all about you. See, I just didn't even put a picture. I just put the text, <laughs> and people respond <laughs> to that. It's all about You're you. like, let me cover my dick with text. <laughs> I thought that would lure in some people. It didn't. Who do you and think the only, you are, dude? A Kardashian? It's like, I'm going to show some thigh. Wait. Be sick. We got some breaking <laughs> news for the... Uh, do we? Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be breaking. Save it for, you know, three weeks ago's episode, slash next week. Well, it's not going to be breaking then either. <sighs> Why don't you just read the news that's breaking? <laughs> it says Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly broke up. Yeah, it was rumored weeks ago. We already covered this. I don't know. We already got into it. So you're saying there's a chance. Uh, TBS Sports Podcast at gmail.com. 708-797-3079. Uh, please give us some more comments, questions, all sorts of things uh, right into the show. We'll read it on the fucking show. Why can't I get to the thing I'm looking for? Our shows. There we go. We're going to be in Denton, Texas, April 7th, uh, with Pudge and Nam at Harvest House. Uh, and then we start our Bad Fish five-night run uh, April 12th in Fayetteville, Arkansas at JJ's Live. April 13th, Tulsa, Oklahoma at Kane's Ballroom. April 14th, Grapevine, Texas at Glass Cactus. Um, April 15th, Austin, Texas at Empire. And April 16th, Houston, Texas, the Houston House of Blues. Um, and yeah, make sure you go over to Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Uh, if you haven't signed up yet, go over there, $5 a month, and uh, get a plan of the Shapes vinyl if you haven't yet. They're at uh, bishoprecords.com. Bishoprecords.com. Hell yeah! Hmm, what else? What else? What Palmersquares.com slash shop. I think I said that. Because now we got some new Dumb and Dumber shirts yep, 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 uh, yeah. on the website. Something tells me they won't even be on the You're website by the them. time this comes out. But. Yes, they will. All right. Absolutely. I'll bet $5 they're not up the, the day this comes out. Shake hands on it. We just shook like women, by the way. I, I grabbed <laughs> too the, far. The, the tips of his fingers <laughs> and I kissed his knuckles. Um, Palmer Squares, P.O. Box, 47772, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. Send us a pat. Um, and we're going to get out of here with something uh, by Dave Napalm of uh, Loop Rat. This is Porterhouse. Uh, after me, 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 me. It'll be nice to hear somebody who's good at rap. Me, 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 my. Oh, and uh, over on the Patreon episode, the one I had in mind anyways, dude, I found a song called Goosebumps. We're going to listen to it. Let's do it. But I recently released Dead House, which was like my Goosebump reference song that was, and that verse was sitting in the rhyme book for years. Mm -hmm. And then it finally came out and I like it a lot. I like the full package, but I completely forgot we did a song rapping on the Goosebumps song. Dun, 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 you, have, you have a verse too. I have no idea what a it is. Doodly, a doodly, a doodly, a doodly. I don't either because I never read Goosebumps books. I know. So your verse is just a verse. I wasn't and a fan. I know because I previewed like six seconds of it and it is brutal. But it's like me doing my first pass on, on Dead House basically. 
probably 15 at least 15 years ago more than that um so yeah maybe we'll listen to the original dead house come on over to patreon we're gonna listen to some more old shitty ordinary dogs and and read more of your uh questions from instagram yes uh, i actually found one what i got one guy who sent something decent all right well we'll get into that too over there uh this is porterhouse by dave napalm uh find it in the smoochie gang playlist and we'll see you in a second. Kill Whitey. Yeah. Kill Whitey. You think it's all fun and games? You fuck with napalm, you want the flames. Mess with a bull, you get the horns. It's one and the same. We hunting you game. For the majority, it's game over. I apologize, you stuck in the rain. Remember, I was only a bucket and change. Me and my bro was running game and nothing changed. We really trying to stay out of them state books. Me and all my affiliates are straight crooks. I got more than one income stream. Niggas want to do the dirt, get caught, then come clean. They palming them run things. You ain't going in, you going out. I'm tired of these weak-ass rappers, these labels throwing out. Cause they want to sign you niggas for that low amount. You cop a bus down in the chain and blow your whole account. I just made a deposit and got more to count. Lost in porterhouse, long way from a quarter ounce. Dude saying Lambrusco is what we pouring out. The rustic bottle from Odina, it's on the house. I'm really, really nail. I'm on the road again, you on the couch. I'm really Luke Rat in real life, man, and you on the mouse. Really on you rap niggas' tail. Wait till I drop my tape. Promise for a feature, you ain't got the cape. There will be no debate if I'm the great. Sorry I'm late, but how many of y'all can truly say it was worth the wait? Wait, wait, I'm worth my weight in gold. That's why my record looking like a plate of gold. Yeah. That's right, I got the Midas touch Everything turn to gold with every mic I touch Wait, I'm worth my weight in gold That's why my record looking like a plate of gold Yeah, that's right, I got the Midas touch Everything turn to gold with every mic I touch Fuck Know what it is 